bless you, God bless you, and God bless you, people of God. Welcome again to another wonderful episode of CBT Changed by Truth. I'm your host, Minister DK, and I'm excited to be here with you to share with you an awesome, life-changing, sharing moment that preferably is going to change the way you see things. Hey, look, I got a question for you that I want to ask you. You know, that's what I love to do is ask you questions. And the question that I want to ask you is this. Are you comfortable and do you trust the way God has created you? Yeah, think about that thing. Are you comfortable with the way God has created you? Because I want to tell you this, what God has done for you and the way he has created you is really and most likely the thing that we fight against without realizing that we're doing it. And so in this episode, we're going to talk about trusting God with what you don't know, trusting God with what you don't understand, trusting God with what you have not figured out yet. When we come to trust God with what he is doing in our life, he brings us to a place where we understand him and ourselves better than we ever have before. So get your heart, open your faith, CBT time, changed by truth time. I'm Minister DK. God's got a message and a blessing for you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to CBT Changed by Truth. Like I said, I'm your host, Mr. DK, and we're going to have a great, 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 great time um, in this episode. You know, um, God is literally, let me tell you something, people of God, and I need you to hear me with your heart and your faith. If you let go, God will take control. I'm just going to keep it real with you. If you let go, God will take control. He's always wanted to take control in your life because watch this, even though you're living your life and you're doing your life, you really don't know what's best for your life. And the proof of that is in the anguish, the disappointments, the closed doors, the failures, all of the heartache that you have experienced in your life. 90% of it comes because we're in control of what we're doing. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about the reason why we go through the lot of things that we go through is because we're really and we really don't trust God with the way he has created us. Did you understand what I'm saying? Whatever you're going through in your life, whatever you're doing, whatever you're experiencing, had to be loss of job or whatever circumstance it is that is linked to you or that you're carrying. It's there because we have made some decision, some choice about something that we wanted and it was not the will of God for your life. And so I ask you the question in the introduction, do you trust God with the way he created you? That's going to make a lot of sense in this episode, but this is a different episode because this is an episode that I want to actually just um, play a song. And I'm not going to play a short version of the song. It's an older song. The artist, we know his name is Tone, powerful man of God. But this is an older song that he made a years ago and I was listening to it and God began to minister to me concerning the message behind the song. And I want to play this song um, so you can hear it and you can really, truly understand 
what we're going to do in this episode. So um, I'm going to play this song and I, and I want you to listen to it and let God bless you. We're going to talk about it. Amen. So um, here's the song. It's called Make Me Over by Tone. God bless you. Let your heart be filled. Does anybody want the Lord to make them over? Just begin to celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. You know my other side. I can no longer hide. Let you down so many times. Sin freshly crucifies God that I had a plan. I had it all figured out. But the more that you try to be by my side, the more I push you out. All over the building, let me hear you say, Lord, make me over. Lord, make me over. Make me over. Did you hear that? Make me over again. Um, it's a very powerful song. And um, I, I, I pray and I, I believe that this message is going to bless anybody who's honest with themselves. And so I want to pray and then we're going to jump right in this and we're going to have a good time. And preferably when this podcast is over. You'll see things in a different way. Father, I pray for my brother and sister who is listening now to this podcast. God, help us to open our heart to you, to trust you, God, in places that we don't even know exist within us. I love it, God, because you knew us before we ever knew you. You anointed us, God, before we even knew what our name was. You had plans for us, God, plans to prosper us and to bring us to a expected end. Father, I repent right now for my brother, my sister, myself, for getting our plans mixed up with your plans and trusting our plans over your plans. The life that we live as believers, God, is a gift from you, not just a gift that we give like Christmas time, but it's a gift, meaning that it is part of who you are. And that we have to become so we can see the glory of your kingdom in our life. Let this episode, let this podcast, God, break yokes and destroy strongholds over the minds of your people. Satan, we rebuke you by the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. You have no rights into this podcast. Father, I bless you and I thank you for hearing my prayer for you always hear my prayer. And let the proof of that be that when this podcast is over, people will understand, God, what you have done 
when you created us in your likeness and after your character and your image. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, people of God, that's 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 it. And this is the beginning of this podcast. So I ask you the question, do you trust God with his creation the way he made you? Um, I want to start off by saying that wherever you are in your life or whatever you've done in your life, however many mistakes you've made and how many of the times you've fallen down, all of that is irrelevant. Bible says that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. Did you hear me? His purpose. All things work together for the good of them who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. God created you for his purpose, your life for his purpose, the way you look for his purpose, the way you walk for his purpose, the way you talk, the sound of your voice, the height, the weight that you are, everything about you that is dynamical, that is dimensional, and that is characteristically different from anybody else is the plan of God for your life. Whether you know it or not, I'm going to say this to you. The way you look, the way you sound, the way you walk, all of that is like the teeth on a key that will open a door for you in your life. And what many of us have done is because we don't understand the blueprint that God has made us. We have erased the blueprint and we have begun to make our own plans and we have begun to do our own thing. And God is patient. He he doesn't get upset at that. He doesn't worry about it because he knows the end from the beginning. God is patient enough that he will sit back and watch you try without knowing to tear up your own life knowing that he is the one that created you. He knows that the things that you're doing, uh, they may fascinate you, but they won't open any doors that God has called to bless you. Because to get in the doors that God has called to bless you, you have to enter in in the form that he has made you in. And so I want to read a scripture, praise God. Um, and the scripture is one that um, will bless you and it'll be the meat of um, this podcast. It comes out of First Corinthians chapter three. And I'm going to start at verse 10 and I'm going to end up at verse 11. It says, by for grace, God has given me. I laid a foundation as an expert builder and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds. Talking about me and you now. The Lord said we should be careful how we construct things in our life. Be careful how he builds. Verse 11, and this is where I want to be. It says, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Christ Jesus. 12 says, if any man builds on the foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, watch this, his work will be shown for what it is. Because the day will bring it to light. Did you hear me? He said the day will bring it to light. So what I'm saying to you is this. Do you understand your life? Be honest with yourself. Have you caused yourself to be something that God 
never called to be? Uh, are you working a job that God doesn't want you to work? Are you running a business God doesn't want you to run? Are you married to someone God never had you intended for you to be married to? Are you living in a city or state that God never intended for you to live? Are you are you not doing something when God wants you to do something? The truth of it is the one thing that really messes a lot of us up is called free will. Free will now is a gift but at the same time, it is something that is messing up a lot of believers. In the song that I played, Tony makes the statement, you know, I've had my plans and I've done my thing. I've, 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 I've done so many things and I keep messing up and I pushed you aside, God. And when Tony realizes that he has gotten away from now what God wants for his life in the song. And I'm talking about you. When Tony realizes that in the song, he makes the statement, make me over again. Lord, make me over again. And the truth of it is, and this is no, I'm not throwing shade at brother Tony. He has a powerful testimony. What I'm saying to you is this people of God. God never made a mistake when he made you the first time. You just didn't understand what he made. God didn't make a mistake when he made you the first time. You just didn't understand the blueprints of who you are in Christ. God never made a mistake when he created you the first time. It's just that what he did was give you free will to let you do what you want to do and not submit to his way, to his plans, to his future for your life. And so Brother Tony says, Lord, I'm tired of fighting with myself. I keep doing the same thing over and over again. And I'm sick of myself and I need you to make me over. God's not going to make you over, brother and sister. I remember there was times in my life where I was in the same place. And there was a times in my life when I heard that song and it just brought tears to my eyes because that was my testimony. It would not be on to later in my life where I actually received the call on my life and began to understand the word of God from truth, from spirit, not emotion, not regret, not rebuke. I received the spirit of truth from the Holy Ghost and God told me. I'm not going to make you over again. Your prayer to me should be that I make you or cause you to understand what I've done. That is the key point. Many of us are lost in our own life because we don't understand what God has done. If God makes you over again, if he starts all over because now you're convicted about what you've done, you, 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 you're tired of struggling and you want the blessing on your life. If God has to make you over again, that means that God is confessing that he made a mistake. And God doesn't make mistakes. The Bible says this, the Bible says in all of your getting to get an understanding. In all of your getting, get an understanding. He didn't say in all of your getting, get rid of what you messed up. No, sir. If we got rid of what we messed up, we wouldn't have a testimony. Praise God. And so in this situation here, that's a powerful song that Brother Tony sings to make me over. But 
Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you what God has done in your life. If you take time to step outside of what you're doing and just receive what God has done, where he's brought you from, you will see your life in a whole different perspective. In the scripture, I just read you out of first Corinthians chapter three. He made a statement in that word. And I want to read some of it. He says that for no one can lay a foundation other than the one already laid, which is Christ Jesus. Let me break that down for you in in normal terms. And it already is. But hear what I'm saying. If you are a believer, if you believe in Christ Jesus, if you're born again, if you're saved, if the Lord is your savior, if he's your king and your Christ. If he is everything to you, if he is the keeper of your soul, if he is the healer of your body, the resurrector of the dead things in you, if he is the 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 renewer of your mind, if God is your all sufficient God, if he owns you, what he's saying is that when you gave your life to him, he came in and Christ became the solid rock in your life. He became the foundation so that you cannot drift away. When storms come, no other foundation can be laid because there's nothing in your life outside in the world or anything that can compete with the foundation of Jesus Christ. He is unmovable. He's in your life to stay. And that's a wonderful thing, because when a lot of us needed to get saved, we was in a bad situation. And God came in, answered your cry, saved your life, and now you belong to him. And he is the foundation of your life. But this is where it gets tricky. What happens after we get saved and we're on fire for God and we're loving God and and we lose, we begin to lose that fire. And when we begin to lose that fire, the fire then settles down on the foundation like turning down the flames on the kerosene heater. It, it, as time goes by, the flames comes down, 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 and they're very low. They're still there. The Holy Ghost is still there, but we keep him at a level because we have lost our zeal. Now, when we lose our zeal, this is what happens. Verse 11 says, if any man builds on the foundation. Now, watch this. The word if suggests that it can happen. The word if suggests that it will happen. The word if suggests that maybe it already has happened. And he's telling you what's going to happen. He said, if any man lay a foundation other than the one already be laid, which is Christ Jesus, whatever he builds on it, had it be gold, had it be silver, had it be costly stones, wood or hay or straw, All of those elements represents the types of things that we think about ourselves. Are you gold? Have you made yourself something that has made you prideful? Do you have a foundation? Have you built something in your life? Have you made yourself to be more than what you think you are? Silver stands for knowledge. Is it that anybody can't tell you anything because you know everything all the time about everything? Have you, do you have a foundation or structure or you have an emphasis in your life 
that you have become to the point being you're so prideful that you know everything. Costly stones. Have you become an individual that everything around you is materialistic? You live good, you, you, you wear the best clothes, whatever the case may be. You've dressed yourself in such a way that, that, that everything on you has name to it. Prada, Gucci, whatever the case may be. Are you, have you built yourself up with costly stones? Then he goes to wood. And that doesn't sound too bad. It doesn't sound too bad. But what he means by wood is that are you so low in your thinking until you're able to be burned up with anything that comes to your mind? You catch on fire just like that. You catch on fire. See, wood is something that is attached to something that's growing. But it's still able now to be affected by heat. Then the last one is straw. Straw is the most dangerous one because there are people now who become whatever they put inside of. Straw is then harvested or cut off from the, bra, the ground and is then transported somewhere and used for many different things. What God is saying in these scriptures, people of God, that when we don't realize that God has a plan for your life, we take the time now to do what we want to do in our life build what we want to build in our life, stay what we want to stay in our life. And now we have created a life in our relationship with God that we're not satisfied with and that we're still thirsty and we're still searching for peace within our spirit because what we have done is we have built something on top of the foundation that saved us. You have put where you live over God. You have put what you wear over God. You have put how you think silver over God. You have put your pride and the value of who you are over God. Anytime you build on a foundation, whatever you build sits on the very thing that is stable. You can't see it because the foundation is beneath everything. And a lot of times what happens is the Lord says, whatever you build on this foundation, he said, it will be tested and tried. Glory to God. And so this is where we get now. Tony is singing and saying, make me over because I don't like what I have done in my life. I don't like what I see. I, I, I took the time to reform me, reshape me, to dress me, to, to, to go to college and make myself what I want. And there are a lot of Christians out there and regular people, believers who have taken the time to build on the foundation that Christ already <laughs> already has plans for glory to God. He, he already has plans for your life. And the thing that is messing us up as believers is called free will. Just because God loves you and gives you free will doesn't mean he's going to exclude his plans for your life. I was sharing with a brother yesterday and we was talking about it and I was telling him about this new venture I'm doing in my life. And what I recognize is the other day um, I could have been working, but I didn't work. I could have worked, but I didn't. And it was strange because Monday through Friday, I've always worked. But now that God has transitioned me into my own 
business, my own freedom, my own space. If I'm off work or not working during the weekday, I feel guilty. The guilt that I feel makes me now run to go do something because I have worked Monday through Friday so long until if it's Tuesday and I'm just having fun, then that means that I'm I'm not being a man. I haven't I'm not making the money that I can be making. And I could have made money, but I was telling my friend something. And I pray this bless you. The Bible says that when God created the heavens and the earth and he did this and this and that, and he did, that was the first thing he created. He separated the, the, the firmaments from the, the, the sky and the ground. And he caused separate the oceans and, and the sky. That was the second day. God created something on each day. The Bible says on the seventh day, he rests. All my life, I've been taught that that's why we go to church, because we rest on the seventh slash Sabbath day. The Lord let me realize, I want you to look at it different. He said, because when I was creating the earth, there was no Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That didn't exist. The truth of it is the first day of God creating something can be on Wednesday, can be the middle of the week or the last of the week. Follow me here. What God was telling me is that now that I have put you into your own freedom, your own business, your own your own liberation to do what you need to do. Don't forget me. What God was telling me when you rest on the seventh day, that simply means that whatever you're doing in life, whatever God has done for you, however, he's blessed you, whatever he's doing, you have to be disciplined enough as a child of God to sit back and acknowledge that God did that. God calls me to see what he's done in my life. He blessed me that way. He favored me this way. I'm now in a better position than I was last year. And when you see those things, he says, that's when you rest. Now watch this, people of God. God didn't rest because he was tired after he created day one through six. That's not why he rests. God don't get tired. The Bible says the flesh is willing, but the spirit is willing. The flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. What God was telling me is that when you recognize that I have moved in your life, I have established you in your life, I've blessed you and I've caused increase in your life. He said, stop now and rest, not take a rest, but acknowledge me. Give me glory. Stand still and be still and know that I'm God. Rest. He says, when you learn to rest in me, you won't have to work for yourself. That's a free one because a lot of us have plans and we don't realize it. But a lot of the things that we're doing in our life is not working because God is testing it and he's letting you see that the things that you're doing and what you're building is not for the glory and the will that he's ordained for your life. Oh, sure. It, it, it'll sustain you for a while. It'll sustain you for a while. But aren't you tired of just sustaining? Aren't you willing and ready to come into the dominion that God has created you for? Hallelujah. The seventh day he rests because he had laid the foundation for the whole world to exist off of. Many of you now, God has moved in your life. He's blessed you in your life. He's set up and he's favored you in your life. And we get so caught up on how people see us until we never stop to rest in God and acknowledge. 
I told my friend, I said, let me give you a better example of what resting in God is. I said, Chick-fil-A, the restaurant with the good chicken sandwiches, Chick-fil-A is a restaurant, fast food restaurant, just like McDonald's, Burger King, Hardee's, Bojangles, the rest of them. You still go by Chick-fil-A and you get food through a window, just like the rest of them, or you can go inside. But the only restaurant that closes down on Sunday and rest, it's not that they're tired, but they're resting to rest in God, to acknowledge that God is sustaining them. It acknowledges that God is keeping them. Oh yeah, their sandwiches are expensive, but we still go to get them because the favor of God is on them because they have learned not to build on what God is trying to be glorified through and on. So the question I wanna ask you in your life, are you asking God to make you again? Are you asking God to start over? Because watch this, he's not going to start over. He wants to teach you to get over what you've done so you can be better. Hallelujah. That's, that's what God wants to do. Because like I said, it's amazing to me, but if you just take time to look in your life and you ask yourself, do you see things that you have done, decisions you have made, places you have been that you wanted to go? Or do you really look in your life? Can you see the blessings and the fingerprint and the glory and the miraculous of God in your life? When you look in your house, do you see what you have done or do you see what God has done? I read a scripture in the Bible some time ago and it blessed me and I've never forgotten it. And the scripture simply says this, anything that we receive Without faith is sin. Good God, that's a hard pill to swallow. Anything that we receive in our life without faith or not going through faith to get it, it's sin. And I couldn't figure out why. I got my credit, credit cards, you know, bank account, 401k. I got many access and many things to get me what I want. But God says as a believer, if you're not exercising faith through me to get what you need, that means you're getting what you want. And I'm not supplying what I know you need for your life. Are you asking God to make you over? Hallelujah. I'm going to now express to you and tell you how then you can correct this in your life through scripture. And I'm going to share with you that you don't need to ask God to start again. You just need to get in position so God can build what he has created for your future and your life on the foundation of your relationship of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is in your life as a foundation. Scripture says no other foundation can be laid except that which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. He alone is the foundation that the Father, God Almighty, will build on anything you have done. It did not work because watch this. You tried to build on something that you didn't pay for. You tried to construct something that you didn't have the plans for. God said, I know the plans for your life, plans to prosper you, plan to bring you into a good position and a good place. Hallelujah. So let's talk about this 
and get to the resolve side to, to, to bring you into a better um, clarity on how to correct this. I want to go to the book of Exodus and talk about the glory of the Lord and Moses. Because listen, people of God, I don't care what you do in your life. I hate for you to come to the end of your life and get before God. And he said, you just you should have put me first. This 66 books, this B-I-B-L-E, this Bible that we have, basic instructions before leaving earth, I like to call it, is a powerful book. And as believers, if we don't read it, we do a discredit to our own relationship with God. Moses was in a place that he was confused, frustrated, and he didn't know what to do. Like many of us, he was afraid. He had brought the people of Israel out of Egypt and he came to a place where he couldn't go no further. Have you ever been like that in your life? Are you there now where you just don't know what to do and um, you're OK, but you're, you're frustrated internally because you have people who know you who are depending on you, but you still know you don't have the answers. Well, Moses was like that. And I'm going to read here in Exodus 33, verse 15. And it says, then Moses said to the, the Lord, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing that you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Watch this. Then Moses said, show me your glory. In other words, God told Moses that I'm going to give you what you asked for because I'm pleased with you and I know you by name. Knowing you by name means that God knows exactly who you are and what he's going to do in your life. God, help me. When God knows you by name, that means he's already planned something for you. He's already labeled you, identified you, recognized you in his heart. He has plans. He says, Moses, I'm going to do the very thing because I see you're worried about getting killed. You're worried about people not accepting you, people taking advantage of you. You worrying that if I don't go with you, you won't arrive at the place. I'm going to do the thing that I'm going to do for you. Then Moses said, if that be the case, God, show me your glory. Some version says he says, show me your face. In other words, what Moses was now saying is that the only way I'm going to believe you for the plans you have for me, I want you to show me your face. In other words, show me face, the front of you, where you're headed, what you're going to do, what your plans are. I need to know to trust you, God. I need to know exactly. Show me what you're going to do so I know I'll be OK. That's what Moses basically was saying. And the Lord said, I will cause my goodness pass from in front of you and I will proclaim my name and the Lord in your presence. I have mercy on whom I have mercy. And he said, I have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Watch this. But he said, you cannot see my face nor any see my face and live. I'm not going to give you what I'm going to do because you're being faithless because now you want me to reveal to you what I'm going to do so you can trust me. Many of us have not trusted God with our life. And that's why we have created a life within the life we gave God. Did you hear me? We don't trust God with our life 
And that's why we have created a life within the life that we gave God. You don't create a life for yourself with the life that was paid for by his blood. Hallelujah. So God rebuked Moses and said, I'm not going to show you my face, but listen, and this is for you, man of God, woman of God. Verse 21 says, then the Lord said to Moses, there is a place near me where you may stand on a rock. And when my glory passes by, he said, I will put you in the cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face you must not see. People of God, the answer to you now getting in alignment to understand that God has plans for your life. The answer for you getting in alignment for your life to now make sense for you and to you. Because many of us are just going on the mundane to work back and forth and we're just existing. You're not living. God said the only way that you can change that is there's a place over by me where you can stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you in the cleft of that rock. God will not put you in the cleft of that rock if you don't take your place and stand on the rock. See, God put Moses, he said, I'll put you in the cleft of it. So God could have put Moses on the rock. But he said, I'm not going to put you on the rock because you have to stand on the rock a.k.a. the foundation, and the rock is Jesus, who is sitting beside the Father. Follow me here. You have to take your place and stand on the promises that God has willed for your life. God could have put Moses on the rock, but he said, I'm not going to do that, because if you trust me, you're going to have to stand and get on Christ, get on the rock, get on the promises that I have willed for your life yourself. If you're not willing to take your position on the foundation, why should I then put you in the cleft of the rock? Many of us now are not on the rock or standing where we need to stand because we're standing right in the middle of the thing that we have chosen to do our own lives. And God says, I'm not responsible. God says, I'm only responsible for putting you in Christ when you take your place with Christ. Did you hear that? He's only responsible for putting you in Christ. In other words, in the plans, in the revelation, in the truth, in the will of God. When you take your place with Christ, when you stand beside God, many of us are not standing beside God because we're standing where we want to stand. And that's why things are hard for you in your life. That's why things don't make sense for you. Moses was in a place now where he was frustrated because he was worried about what people in the world would think concerning him. He was worried that they wouldn't be able to know that God was with him because he looked like other people. Do you understand how many Christians out here who claim the name of God have not seen a move of God in their life, have not seen the supernatural in their life? They don't know what they are anointed to do. They don't know what they're called to do. They don't understand the power of the blood of Jesus. They don't understand the fire of the heart of God. They don't understand because we have not taken our place on the rock.
And God is patient enough that he will let you go through what you have to go through in your life until you stand beside him. And listen to me, standing beside God is not easy. That's why many of us are still standing where we are, because when you stand beside God, you cannot bring all that other mess, all those other people, all your ideas, all your plans, all your desires with you. Because if you bring all of that stuff, it's going to be rebuked by God because there's nothing sweeter than being in the presence of God and standing beside God. The Bible says... And the presence of God is the fullness of joy and that his right hand treasures forevermore. When you get in the presence of God and stand beside God, nothing is better than that. But many of us now are feeling the fire that's trying what we have built, testing what we have built. And we keep starting from the ground up, starting from the ground up, starting from the ground up, starting from the ground up still refusing now to take our place standing beside God. Instead, what we do, like Brother Tone, is we say, Lord, make me over again. And we say make me over again because I still want to stand where I'm at. God said, I'm not doing it. If you want to understand what's going on in your life, you must make the decision to come and stand beside me on the rock that is higher than any other rock which is Jesus Christ. And when you stand on the rock, God says, I will cause my glory to pass. Watch this in front of you. Because the reason why my glory has been behind you is because you've been doing your own thing. You wouldn't even let my glory lead you. But when you stand on the rock, I'll put you in the cleft of the rock, put my hand over, cause my glory to pass in front of you. And let you see my hinder parts, my backside. What does that mean? If you look back in your life, brother and sister, and see what God has brought you through, see what God has done for you, see how God has kept you, protected you, healed you, surrounded you, loved you, kept your mind in perfect peace. If you see everything that he has done to bring you this far in your life. You will never need to see his face because the testimony that's behind you proves that God is faithful and that he knows exactly what he's doing for you in your life. The proof of this podcast and that God is not joking and he's serious. Because you have a testimony, your testimony is proof that God has plans for you. Your testimony is proof that if you take your place and stand beside God. You won't have to worry about nothing in your life. Do you trust what God has created you to be? Do you look like what God is forming you to be? The Bible says that he made man in his in his image and after his likeness. That's what we're supposed to look like. Not naturally, spiritually. Do you understand that if you allow and you get let God put you in the cleft of the rock in the heart of God, Let God put you in the cleft of the rock or the heart of God. Do you know that your spirit would be so irresistible that people, strangers, employment people on your job, your neighbors would be attracted to you because now God is building in your life something that would change the lives of other people. Trust what God is creating in you. 
Leave your plans alone. It took me a long time to realize that my plans are no good for nothing but me. And my plans can't be even good for me. Watch this. If I belong to God, because he has plans for me. <laughs> and he has plans for you. Father, I bless you and I give you the glory. I thank you for my brother and my sister that's listened to this. God calls them to listen to it again, calls them to stop asking you to start over with them and to make them over. Calls them, God, to get in position so they can receive the favor and the blessing on their life, which is in Christ Jesus the rock of our salvation. I thank you, God, that this message will change hearts. I thank you, God, that people will see that they're in control of their own lives and God will never make you over because he will never apologize or admit that he made a mistake because God is flawless, perfect, and knows all things. Help us to submit and to repent, God, and get in place beside you so we can see the glory of the future you have for us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, people of God, that's it. That's all. I know it's a little lengthy, but I pray that you listen to it, that you read the book of Exodus and first Corinthians and you see what the word of God tells us. It's applicable for right now, this time today, because God is still trying to get you to your promise. Be blessed. God bless you till we talk again. Minister DK loving you always. Trust in God always until God brings us home. God bless you. Well, people of God, that's all. That's it. That's that's finished. I pray that you really received the fact that God really does have plans for you in Jesus. Anything outside of Jesus. Anything that is not the plans of God for your life will only be a frustration for you in your life. There are many people who don't want to see you arrive at the place that God has created beside you. He told Moses, there's a place over beside me that you can stand on a rock. In other words, God was saying, there's a table that has been prepared for you in the presence of your enemies. God has plans for you. He really has plans for you, but it's only in the life that he gave to you as a gift. Receive his life, receive his favor and his promise for your life. And I promise you, you're going to see something you've never seen before. And that is the anointed you that's in the kingdom of God, working through the power and the glory of God and the life that God created for your purpose. God bless you. Stay strong, stay empowered, stay encouraged. But most of all, whatever you do, stay true to who? To you. Till we talk again, be blessed.